Welcome everyone. We're about to begin by Spanimi M number Shir number five um, for men. And we're going to talk about understanding your wife's inner world. Rechaim Velazhin used to tell his son that a man was created for the sole purpose to help others. That's the real Nikuda of life. And we often look for people to help, strangers to help. And yet we often fail to see the need for, for people to help, to help people that are right in front of us. So he brings um, here Rabbi Rosner, Rosman, a nice uh, anecdote here that uh, Ruve Nois came to Yeshiva on time. Suddenly he began arriving late every day. And when his Chavrusa reprimanded him, Ruven explained his tardiness. He said that one morning I was walking to Yeshiva early, as usual, when I saw a woman stand on the corner with her six children waiting for the school bus. One kid was crying that his shoelaces were untied, another didn't like her snacks, the third was splashing his brand new shoes in the dirty puddle, and the mother holding the infant was struggling to keep order. I immediately stopped and helped her. Since then, I've been continuing to lend a hand, and that's why I've been late. So his chavrusa said, wow, that, 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 that's a tremendous mitzvah. Um, so, you know, maybe my wife can pitch in so you won't have to keep running late. Where does this woman leave? Where does this woman live? So the uh, Reuven answered, actually, she's my wife. And um, truth is, marriage is the greatest opportunity to do chesed. It is true that motherhood, taking care of a child, is a tremendous chesed. But a lot of it is maternal instincts, an automatic response to helpless baby. Um, father is also to their children. It's more natural. There's a certain instinct there. By marriage, in contrast, once those uh, the infatuation uh, you know um, moves away a little bit, it demands kindness towards an adult who's not a biological extension of yourself, and therefore the marriage chesed to do chesed there is even greater. Is even greater, especially you know once that. You know, sometimes like these um, warm feelings that you had in the beginning um, dissipate somewhat. Then Adarava, that's where the opportunity to do chesed and the importance of doing chesed for your wife is all the more important. And in every moment you have the ability to make your wife happy. And the thing is, though, that these acts of kindness that you give towards your wife is not glamorous. It's not uh, appealing to people. Uh, you know, you feel great, you know, you become a special mitzvah, or giving food to the poor, delivering packages to Tanchei Shabbos, going on Atzalah call and saving people's lives that way, which gives you a certain high, a certain focus, a certain feeling great importance on all those chasadim. While when you help your wife on a, in a mundane day for a mundane thing, you don't feel glamorous at all. But that doesn't take away the fact that it's extremely, extremely important, and it does involve great chesed. And the chesed is both in quantity, and the chesed is in quality. And when you learn to become an expert in how to give this chesed, and what this chesed is all about, uh, then it will become a priority, and it will enhance marriages greatly. It will enhance your own marriage greatly. The first thing we need to understand is that when it says to love your neighbor like yourself, um, which means to treat 
you know, someone the way you would like to be treated. The Sepharna explains this to mean that you should treat someone the way he wants to be treated. Just as one knows oneself and appreciates what makes himself happy, he needs to understand the other person in order to meet that other person's needs and to give that other person's needs what he needs on his terms, not necessarily on you, in your terms. And therefore, we need to understand their world. It's not enough to live in our own world, but to help another, you know, to perform real chesed, we must understand their world. I actually made this mistake once when I bought my wife uh, for a present for whatever reason. I bought her uh, a book by a Rebetzin on the on the Torah, real intellectual, beautiful book, on uh, you know, and and I gave it to her as a present. She wasn't that thrilled about it, and the honest truth, it makes sense because looking back at what I did there, I was really buying myself the book. Yes, you know, it's written by a lady and had you know the Torah in it, but. The truth is, is that uh, it's something that I would have loved her to read, but it's something that I would be interested in reading myself also. I wasn't fully at that time when I was giving that gift, really understanding the types of books or other things that my wife really needed. I wasn't entering in her world. So that's the idea. It takes practice, but it's, it's really, it's a process, but it's a process that's very important in marriage. And by a husband, the chiv of a haftarach kamoicha applies to the wife, and even more so as the chazal bring down, but certainly not any less than any other person. And there's a, the vahaftarach kamoicha certainly falls into the category of loving your own wife as you love yourself. And of course, you need to honor her even more. And it means that you honor their will and you honor their ratzain. Like the Sefer Hasidim says, Ratzaina shall adam zeo kevaydai. So it needs to be where your wife's will, your wife's desire must be even more important than your own desire and your own yearnings. Therefore, he needs to understand what she wants. He needs to actually have an understanding. And since men and women are greatly different, they require effort. It requires effort to understand your wife's world. A good husband takes time to study his wife to understand what motivates her, to understand what overwhelms her, to understand what makes her happy, sad, or uncomfortable, how various ways that you talk to her, how it affects her, and he learns how to relate to her. So getting to know your wife takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. It's a tremendous mitzvah. And what's important to you may not be what's important to her and the other way around too. And therefore, it's a very, very important thing to understand this. Now, here's an interesting anecdote also for all us men to understand about our wives of how their world could change from one end to other. And we scratch our heads and we're puzzled by it and sometimes get frustrated by it, but we need to learn not to get frustrated. So an example would be as follows. Let's say it's Arab Shabbos. You're running very late. And you have a choice now. You could mop the floor and help your wife or take a shower. But for you, shower is more important. So you take your towel and your wife makes a face. And what you don't realize while she's doing that is that she may seem annoyed, angry, upset, whatever it is. But the inner true fear that she has is she's afraid people will drop by Shabbos and they'll see a filthy floor, and she'll be humiliated. So in other words, to look beneath the surface of her annoyance, 
to look beneath if she complains or or snaps at you or says something that's not nice to you out of frustration could be she's frustrate frustrated about something entirely different entirely and you know we respond based on the immediate context you were you spoke not nice to me so i'm getting a little upset but and that's understandable but what we need to understand is here is where the major chesed comes in here is where you connect to her and realize that she's maybe upset about something entirely different or have some real legitimate anxiety that's fueling this and you have an opportunity now to develop that relationship on a deeper level and connect with her on a deeper level this is true with it which is difficult because a, a woman a wife there's different you're married to four or five different women you have the regular cycle uh, a wife and then you have the nida cycle wife when she's a nida and then you have the pregnant wife and then you have the postpartum wife and so on and so forth. And each has a different needs, different motivations, different things that make them happy and sad. And we need to understand the world of all of them at, in each stage that we're in. So here is something of an anecdote that seems humorous, and it is humorous. But there is a profound lesson to be learned inside of this example. One Arab Shabbos, a husband came home to find his wife nearly in tears. It was a very stressful Friday. And the clock was ticking, it was getting late, it was getting close to Shabbos. And she was crying, you know, there's not enough time to do everything. So the husband, being a good husband, told his wife, you know something, don't worry. You finish the kitchen, I'll take care of the kids, I'll make sure the kids are bathed the ba- the, 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 and dressed, and you'll do the kitchen, I'll take care of the kids, and as soon as the first one of us that are free, we could sweep the floor, we'll figure it out. But when he tried to do this and gave her a very practical solution with an offer to help, she got even more hysterical and started crying and yelling. And you don't understand how much goes into preparing for Shabbos. I've been on my feet all day. I'm running from one thing to the next. I can't handle it and so on and so forth. And the husband's a little puzzled because he offered help just now and he's he is helping. He's going to help. But what he needed to realize at the time which is hard to know unless we're taught this and understand what it is, that the wife at that moment did not just need practical advice. Yes, he appreciates, she appreciates ultimately that you'll help with the kids while she's taking care of the kitchen, but what she really, really needed now is empathy. She needed validation. She needed to feel understood. She needed to know that her husband was right there with her, sharing her frustration. So what would have been a better approach would be before the offer of the practical help of taking care of the kids and bathing them and so on and so forth, is to tell her something like, I know Er Shabbos is very hard for you and there's so much to do and it's all on your shoulders and I really feel bad about it and hang in there. You know, give her encouragement that way. Okay, so that's what happened one Friday. One Friday when the wife was overwhelmed and she was crying and stressful, you offered to help. It Her, her reaction was not what you expected. And now you realize, you know, she, she didn't merely want the solution of how to get ready before Shabbos, but she wanted your empathy. Okay, fine. So now the husband has in his head that what his wife wants is empathy. Okay, so let's go forward to the next Arab Shabbos. The next Arab Shabbos, the same thing happens, very stressful. The same husband comes home, same situation. It's late Friday afternoon, a lot to do in the kitchen. The children haven't been bathed yet. The house is a mess. And his wife is very upset and frazzled. And, and But he learned his mistake from last week. Last week, 
he he was yelled at that he there wasn't empathy empath em, you know didn't show as much empathy as he should. So now this week he did tshuva. He empathized. He told her, "I understand it's difficult, and 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 I realize how difficult it is." And she hit the roof, started yelling at him. That's not what I need to hear. We're running late. We're running out of time. I need you to help me figure out how how we're going to do this. So the husband now is, you know, he has a choice now because he just came across a very big illogical anomaly where the same thing that he got, he got yelled at last Friday about something. He did his tshuva and self-correction. So this, this Friday, he responded the right way, like what his wife told her, told him what she needed the previous week. And he gets it over the head again. So he has two choices. He can explode either in his head, if he's nice, or to her, if he's less nice, say, like, what do you want from me? You know, last week I tried to help, thinking that that's the way I would make Shabbos on time and help you that way, and then you yelled at me that I didn't understand you. This week, okay, you said I didn't understand you, so this week, same situation, I'm trying to sympathize, to understand you, and you yell at me to come up with a plan. So how do you, what do you expect me to do? What do you expect me to say? Whatever I do is wrong. And so he could react like that. And there's a logic to say, you know, he, he's logically has a, has a, you know, right to be frustrated with that. So that's one way to react. But the wiser choice to react is to realize his wife may not be the same from week to week. Every, it's, it looks like it's the same matziv, but it's a different matziv. It's a different mood. It's a different assessment. Things constantly change. You know, in a marriage, when you expect consistency, it's pointless to do so. So if if you are mature enough and then you realize, and you learn from the experience, it's frustrating, but you learn from the experience and you realize that, let's say, in these scenarios where the Friday afternoons are very tense, there are two aspects that are important here. There's the amp- aspect of empathy. And then there's an aspect of practically rolling up my sleeves and helping. And I need to gauge and figure out what's the most important to reassure her. I may not get it right the first time until I get it right, but I will get it right. And ultimately, the wife, after the heat of the moment is over, she'll appreciate it. She'll calm down and things will get better. And the whole overall late Friday afternoon matziv that created tension up to this point. So it is an assayan. But in the, if in the heat of the moment you're able to not respond to your wife impulsively and yell at her, you know, you, you drive me crazy. You said this this week and you're saying the opposite this week. I'm trying to help. I'm doing what I can and I'm doing exactly what you want me to do. So what do you want from me? So if you don't respond that way or you don't rely on a script, but just reflect and try to think through what she really needs to hear this week or to ask politely, you know, or, or just figure it out with her. You know, what do you want? And you could, truth is, you could do both. You could, you could have a blend of both empathy on what she's going through and at the same time, rolling up your sleeves and healthy. And that's probably the most practical, normal solution in this scenario is to find a balance between the two. But, you know, if her answers don't always make sense to you, logically, don't get upset. Realize that most men, stereotypical, can be the opposite way, use very often the left side of their brain, which deals with logic while and and the women with the right side of the brain, which deals war with the emotions. 
And to learn how to get inside your wife's head in these scenarios takes a lot of hard work. It takes persistence. It takes patience. And you need to try to keep understanding her and be forgiving even when her changes, you know, you know, if she cha- her needs change dramatically. You know, on the other side of Mechitza Bezshem, going to talk to, to the women about their mood swings and to understand where it's coming from. And sometimes it's it, it's not that their husbands don't love them, Khalilo, or they don't want to help, but very often they are confused about the, the way their wives communicate to them, which sometimes is based on an emotion or on based on, on like like in this example we gave now, where she, she felt inside a certain type of a, frustration or anxiety on one Erev Shabbos, where in the next Erev Shabbos it was a different type of frustration and anxiety. And he's not a mind reader, and he and she needs to be more patient with her husband, understanding, you know, that he can't always get what she wants like she as he's learning. And as long as he's trying and putting in the effort, she needs to understand that and not be frustrated and to appreciate him for it. That's on the men on from the women's perspective, but on the man's perspective, on the husband's perspective, it goes the other way equally too. He needs to understand that her moods do change; it's part of her nature. The hormones play a large role in this situation, and her emotions overall play a large role in, in it. Just like you can't fault yourself for being who you are, she can't fault herself for being who she is. And we need to learn how to love each other, to adapt to each other, and to help each other grow, and to get in each other's inner world. And that is a very important point, and that is the main lesson of this particular shir, is to do your best to realize, number one, that the chesed that you do at home with your wife, for your wife, in your marriage, in the privacy of your home, may not be glamorous, may not be exciting, may be frustrating, boring, however you want to word it. It is the greatest, greatest chesed. It is accomplishing a lot more than being mavakachaylem, onicham avelem, simchas chasavikal, all these other chasadim that you feel like a million dollars after you do it, while over here, it even get more schar because you don't feel like a million dollars doing it. Because in the in the process of this, sometimes you're not appreciated. Sometimes you get yelled at. Sometimes it's it's very hard work to understand what your wife really wants. So that all of this creates a greater amount of chesed. And ultimately, when it's practiced and done, the love between the husband and wife get greater and stronger, and 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 in the most unbelievable fashion. And part of it is to be give each other the benefit of the doubt to give each other the benefit of the doubt, to realize that in this, for example, this example I just gave, where the wife was frustrated two weeks in a row and for different reasons, to be done and to realize, you know, that, you know, she has her capacity of things and she's doing the best she can under her situation and her capacity was, you know, with her overtiredness and stress and at the end of the week and the pressure, it makes sense that she could be sometimes you know, especially during that time, frustrating and, 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 and frustrated and so on and so forth. And by giving that benefit of the doubt and not reacting, um, you know, in an explosive way or in a hurt way, but instead to take that pause, take that 30 seconds, 60 seconds, take a deep breath and realize, okay, you know, it's, it's upsetting, but it's not the end of the world. My wife's upset. Try to, I'll try to figure out and work with her and help her. And you'll see short-term, it's hard work while it's happening. Long-term, you're planting seeds for a wonderful, wonderful marriage.
May Hashem help us all, be zeichah, that we're able to do this, that we're able to understand Awai's inner world, so that we could understand how to communicate with her better, understand that there are steers and consistencies, and not be frustrated by it, but just, you know, accept that as a fact, that sometimes she may not respond in a way that makes sense to you, but at the same time, you know you love her, you know she's a good person, you know she means well, and ultimately, after a very often, when they get excited or upset about something later as they calm down, they realize that and they understand very often they will apologize or at least in their heads they realize I overreacted and that itself that you acted in a dignified manner and you you were Ahmed bin Isayan, it means a lot if they may not necessarily say it it means a lot to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it means a lot to your wife and ultimately it'll enhance your Shalom bias to a great degree Hatzlochem Bracha